You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your new news for Friday, February 10th, 2023. Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd has joined 24 other states in a lawsuit against the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, challenging a new federal rule that would turn millions of Americans into felons overnight if they do not register their firearms equipped with pistol braces. For over a decade, the ATF has allowed rifles with barrels shorter than 16 inches to be classified as pistols as long as they were equipped with a pistol brace. The rule change reclassifies those firearms as short-barreled rifles, which are regulated by the National Firearms Act, and possession of an unregistered short-barreled rifle is a federal felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison. A.G. Byrd says the Biden administration is blatantly attacking the constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens. This new rule will make law-abiding citizens who are unaware of the rule change felons overnight, even though they had legally purchased their weapon. This is just the latest example of aggressive federal overreach from the Biden administration. We must hold the federal government accountable. The rule change went into effect on January 31st, giving pistol-braced rifle owners until May 31st to register their firearms or face penalties. A copy of the lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court for North Dakota is included with this story on our website. The Manning Public Library invites history buffs of all ages to attend a special presentation on Monday from Peter Grady, an impressionist as he brings former President Ulysses S. Grant to life. Grady says he has always been interested in history and acting, and as he aged, he realized he looked astonishingly similar to the well-known Union General and 18th U.S. President. It just so happened that the older I got, the more I looked like Ulysses S. Grant. And so combining my interest in history with my interest in community theater and acting and my writing, this show is a show that I wrote. I mean, it's it's my baby start to finish. All of a sudden, Ulysses S. Grant became important to me. I've done the show now for over 10 years. According to Grady, most Americans are aware of Grant's involvement in the Civil War and as president, but his time after the White House is far from common knowledge. He says Grant was essentially penniless near the time of his death in 1885. His last year of life, he was completely bankrupt. He had no money at all, and the only way that he could get any kind of income, as far as he could see, was to write his autobiography. And in fact, he had been promised by Mark Twain that if he wrote his autobiography, it would sell really well and he would be able to care for his wife and family after his death. So here you have this man who is dying of throat cancer, who is spending every moment trying to write his autobiography so that his family will be cared for after his death. And I appear as Ulysses S. Grant, very, very ill, essentially on my deathbed, trying to complete this autobiography. Grady says the approximately hour-long presentation pulls directly from Grant's final writings. Most of what I work from is from his autobiography, and I think that that makes the most sense, given the premise of the show, that I'm there writing my autobiography. And there are a couple of things that Grant got wrong, for example. I use what he had to say in his autobiography. During the course of the show, you may hear me attribute a speech to Jefferson Davis. And that's not Jefferson Davis who made that speech. But Grant wrote that it was Jefferson Davis. And so I keep it as Jefferson Davis. To be accurate to the man as opposed to necessarily accurate to history. 
The program, titled Unconditional Surrender, a visit with Ulysses S. Grant, begins at 2.30 p.m. on Monday, February 13th at the Manning Public Library. The show is billed as a riveting performance for all ages. It is offered at no cost to patrons thanks to funding provided by Humanities Iowa. And Madeline Parrott, a senior at Carroll High School, is now a month into her duties as a page in the Iowa Senate for the 2023 session. Pages are responsible for helping senators and their staff throughout the legislative process, from operating equipment during subcommittee meetings to handling Senate materials and supplies. Parrott learned of the program through her government teacher and saw it as an educational and fun experience to try. She says, I've enjoyed working for the Iowa Senate so far. It's given me a unique opportunity to learn and assist the senators with what they need. Senator Jason Schultz, who represents Parrott's home district here in District 6, says it is nice having local people here in the Senate from back home and see what happens here in our beautiful capital. I'm proud to represent Madeline and her family in the Iowa Senate and hope she continues to have a good experience in the Senate learning about government, the legislative branch, and what sort of work we do as representatives of the people of Iowa. Photos from Parrott's work in the Iowa Senate can be found included with this story on our website. And we are going to step away for just a moment. We'll be right back. More news is on the way after this on KCIM. Iowa weather has arrived. Don't get left out in the cold when it comes to being prepared. Hi, it's Mike with Carol Lumber. Make sure you have everything you need when it comes to snow and its removal. Here are a couple tips to have you better prepared. Don't just buy ice melt when it snows. Buy ice melt ahead of time and apply it as soon as possible when it's snowing. Make sure you have a good sturdy snow shovel or pusher made for removing the snow. A sturdy handle and a wide shovel works the best for snow removal. Make sure you place tubes or bags of sand in the rear of any vehicle that has difficulty when it comes to traction. And finally, be personally prepared. Always keep a winter emergency kit in your vehicle. This should include blankets, a windshield scraper, flashlight, and some snack food just in case you get caught out in the weather. To find some of the important items to help you be better prepared for the winter, stop by any of our locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, Oldabolt, and Carroll. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. The Carroll County Board of Supervisors will canvass the results of the February 7th special election to fill the District 5 vacancy at their meeting on Monday, February 13th. Unofficial results show Republican Cindy Scatterico defeating Democrat Tim Tracy by a 20-point margin. The supervisors will open with the review of the precinct reports. If approved, Scatterico will be sworn in immediately after. The board then hears from the Region 12 Council of Governments for their fiscal year 2024 funding request, followed by a resolution to withdraw the county from the Workforce Development Chief Elected Official Consortium. Several western Iowa counties, including Audubon, Sac, Crawford, Green, and Guthrie counties, have already withdrawn or are working towards it. The issue lies with how the 18 counties involved were lumped together and stripped of local control. Other items on Monday's agenda are Treasurer Lisa Wagner's semi-annual report, the first reading of an ordinance pertaining to vendors during RAGBRAI this summer, and manure management annual updates. The meeting begins at 9 a.m. at the courthouse and will be live-streamed via the county's YouTube channel. The complete agenda is included with this story on our website. Lakeview city officials are beginning planning for the replacement of the lone bridge in their town after approving an engineering contract at their meeting earlier this week. The firm they selected is Calhoun Burns and Associates Incorporated, an, inc- an engineering firm based out of Des Moines. City Administrator Scott Peterson says the bridge in question is located on North High Street. 
Each year, the bridge has been examined to ensure it's up to code and safe to drive on. According to Peterson, the bridge has been deteriorating over time, and last year the city applied for a grant to help replace the bridge. We were awarded that grant, which will pay for all of the replacement of this bridge. The city then is responsible for kind of the soft costs associated with that, including all of the engineering. So Calhoun Burns is the engineering firm that would uh, be working through this process with us, and uh, the contract now was for some preliminary engineering work. The grant was awarded through the state of Iowa. Peterson adds they are now engaged in design work with Calhoun Burns and Associates. And then we would look at uh, construction likely during 2024. Construction is just ballparked at about 800000 Again, to stress that construction is tentatively scheduled for next year, but design work will be ongoing throughout 2023. Again, the grant only pays for the replacement parts of the bridge, leaving the city with the remaining expenses, such as engineering costs and labor. And Senator Chuck Grassley has announced traveling staff office hours in western Iowa for February and early March. While Grassley will not be in attendance at these meetings, his regional directors, Jacob Bossman, Garrett Arbuckle, and Jonathan Blatt, will be. Grassley says, my top priority is to serve the people of Iowa. Traveling office hours is one way of doing that. Throughout the year, my regional staff helps Iowans work through issues they have with the federal government. I encourage anyone experiencing problems to stop by my staff office hours in their area. Iowans are always welcome to reach out directly to, to any of my offices throughout the year. The first stop scheduled in the Carroll Broadcasting region is on Friday, February 17th in Buena Vista County at Storm Lake City Hall from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Again, that's February 17th. Grassley's representatives will be in Audubon County on Friday, February 24th at the Audubon Economic Development Office from 10 to 11 a.m. And then staff wraps up the latest rounds of visits in the area on Thursday, March 2nd in Carroll County at the Region 12 Council of Governments Building from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Constituents regularly find help with problems concerning Social Security payments, military service matters, immigration cases, veteran benefits, IRS issues, and more by attending one of these meetings. The full schedule of upcoming traveling office hours is included with this story on our website. And that is going to wrap up your KCIM Midday News for Friday, February 10th, 2023. For these stories and many more, be sure to check us out online by following us on Facebook and Twitter, on the web at 1380kcim.com, and through the Carroll Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cohns reporting, wishing you a great weekend.